0: hiring? With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, and you can do it all with a single click. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash golf. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash I E Y E on golf. here on the First Cut Podcast, Chip Patterson here, joined by Kyle Porter, our senior golf expert, writer, podcaster, video star extraordinaire. Kyle, the Texas two-step has moved on to its second verse. We are going to Colonial Country Club, uh, a spot that I know you love a lot uh, for the Dean and DeLuca. We got a lot of storylines to unpack here. We've got some expert picks that we need from you or just general thoughts on who, you, how you think the field is going to play out. Um but you know like right here off the top what do you like uh, about this course one of the most historic stops on the PGA tour especially in terms of how long it's been part of the run
1: Yeah uh, I think it's one of the top 3 or 4 in terms of uh, most most uh, consecutive appearances or longest lasting or something like that um uh the course, I mean, selfishly for me as somebody who like follows guys around and, and is, you know, taking notes and just kind of out there walking it, it's very, it's very compact. So you go from maybe the least compact course on tour at, at uh, TPC four seasons at the Byron Nelson last week to the most, uh, it's just, everything is easy to get to it's, it's all the holes are close together. And I, it's just, a. I don't know. It, it's a short course. There's a lot of fun angles and different shots you have to hit. I, I think it's a I think it's a course that is um, de- demanding from guys to actually play golf and not just hit it as far as you can.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, I, it's yeah, it's just it's it's a really the greens are always in just tremendous shape. I actually got to play I wrote about this, but I got to, and people have probably heard me talk about it a million times. But I got to play in a pro am uh, three years ago in in uh, with Rick in the with Ricky, yeah, yeah. in the Wednesday pro am there, and it was just it was it was really hard, but I played really well on the back nine, so I kind of have kind of good vibes, you know, just vibing. From oh that.
0: yeah, dude, great great vibes. <laughs> like you're you're sitting there, you're uh you're looking at the angles because that's I mean my my favorite thing in, about walking these courses is, you know, and I, I haven't gotten to play, you know, any of these, uh, these regular stops on the tour, but like when you, when you get to just line up the angles and you get to visualize it, like you're gonna, are you going to go?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go out there. Yeah. Nice.
0: Yeah. You're going to be out there following, uh, the leaders inside the ropes and you're like, Ooh, okay. So for me, this would just be a nice, easy eight iron
1: right there. (laughs) Well, the the best part about that program. So we get to AT I shot like a Pro-ams are hard because like you're nervous and there's people actually watching you. But I, I brought one of my buddies down to caddy and it was just it was it was the coolest. But I shot a 50 on the front, which was just horrendous. Like it was so bad. But, <laughs> but you I'm kept just, it
0: together, man. You kept it
1: together. Yeah, I'm I'm just feeling it on the back. I think I was uh, three over through the, the the eight holes on the back or something like that. Um, and I get to 18 and I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to shoot a 39 on the back here. This place is a joke. Like I'm, I own this place (laughs) and, uh, I hit my second shot in the sand on 18 and people are legitimately in the grandstands watching this. Like, I mean, they're not watching me, obviously they're watching Ricky Fowler, but, uh, I hit my shot out of the sand on 18. It hits the pin and doesn't drop. Like it rolled, I mean, not in the air, but it rolls up, hits the pin and doesn't drop. And I was just, just devastated. I almost, I almost hold out from the sand for birdie to shoot about 30. I think it would have been a 38 on the back nine. But then you hit and your so, putt. Okay. So I, I have like a eight foot or 10 foot putt or whatever. And Fowler reads it for me and I missed it <laughs> and I, I think I just pulled it or whatever. <laughs> and I walk up to him and I was like, nice read, bro. And he goes and he goes, Yeah, that was definitely my fault. (laughs) Like sarcastically? Yeah, yeah. yeah, He was he was joking. But no, we had a great time and it's um it's yeah, it's just it's a really, really cool course. And a course that, you know, I, I hope they continue to go to for uh several more decades like I've, they've done since when was the first one there it was 1946 i think uh that's what i'm seeing so um yeah i love it it's uh
0: you know who else has good vibes on the back nine is mr jordan speeth he went yeah birdie 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 across 16 17 18 and i was going back and looking at the clips and great you know nance jim nance cat he's uh he sometimes the calls are um you know a little bit prepared you know some especially when you've got like the NCAA championship you know you, he always he always likes to have that that good final call and I think that we haven't had a really good unscripted final call like uh Spieth's long birdie putt on 18 right before it goes in Nance goes oh he's not gonna do it again is he and it yeah. just drops. Place goes crazy. Um, Jordan Spieth has missed two straight cuts. The hot take artists are in the fire, just working on those Jordan Spieth takes. They are trying to get them as hot as possible. The the uh, like I I feel I feel like we're talking. Um, there's a there's a crew that is just ready to bury Jordan Speeth right now. um this is gonna be for me, you know one of the big stories of the weekend, you know, just see how he plays and seeing if this is gonna be like uh if if the forced storyline of all right, well, here at Colonial, this is where Speeth turns his season around. Kyle like does he need to turn his season around right now?
1: People are just forging. Speeth takes in the flames <laughs> yeah. of social media. Um, In
0: Sports Radio.
1: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> not good. Uh okay, let, let's talk about speed. So, he misses the cut at at the Players Championship. He misses the cut at the Byron Nelson. Guess what? He never plays those places well. He's missed the last three cuts at the Players Championship. Right. Uh he's never finished in the top 10 at the Byron Nelson. So, is is him changing his putter at the Byron Nelson cause for concern? I don't know. I mean, I I guess. But here here's the reality. I, I went back and looked. Jordan Spieth, 2015, obviously dream season, five wins, just Player of the Year, just made a billion dollars, whatever. In in that season through the Byron Nelson, so same same spot we're in this year. His average finish. And, and I made uh, miscuts as finishing 60th, uh, just for just to pick an arbitrary number. His average finish that year was 17th. Um, his average finish this year through the Byron Elson uh, is 22nd. So he's finishing, on average, five spots worse in 2017 than he did in 2015. That doesn't sound like a reason to hit the panic button. He's and he's already got a win. And he's got a win. He had, I think, two wins that year, including the Masters, which was obviously tremendous. But um, he's, like, number one or number two on the PGA Tour in strokes gained on approach shots. That is not a person that I'm going to be concerned about the the way that they're playing. Uh, Would I like to see him play well at Colonial? Sure. Like, he always plays well there. His scoring average there is 67. Sick which is, a, which is sick. Yeah. Yes. Uh, disgusting. But, um, I don't know. People just, it, it's so easy to get caught up in, and we do this with guys that win too, right? Like Billy Horschel wins last week and and we're like, Oh, well, Billy Horschel probably win like three more times over the next two years. And it's like, well, the, the most recent thing that happened isn't necessarily a predictor of future outcomes. And the same is true of Spieth. Like he's the guy that I'm least worried about out of all these guys in terms of the next 15 or 20 years of his career um, so yeah I, I just people are are just bamboozled over the fact that he missed <laughs> two cuts in a row <laughs> and it's like well look at his history there he doesn't play well at those courses if he misses at Colonial we can talk about it I guess because he does play well there Right. but it's just not something I'm going to get super excited I, about
0: I think he's going to get two more W's this season
1: yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, let's go over under that uh, one and a half. I think one and a half is a is a really good number for over unders on wins for the rest of this season, for, especially for stars, because there's only what is there like 24 tournaments left. There's not that many tournaments left.
0: Right, we're gonna it's um, it's gonna creep into like July, August territory, and then all of a sudden we're gonna start having to make some cuts for. Uh, The FedEx cup in the playoffs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So if I if I go over under one and a half wins for Speeth, what are what are you at? Over. Yeah, I think I'm over too. Spieth Speeth is that guy that like people just kind of he, he doesn't he doesn't wow you like with his drives or with you know whatever. Like he doesn't have a uh, what I like to call an arrogant swing, like Dustin Johnson does mm-hmm. like just an athletically arrogant swing. Um, he doesn't Wait, hit it. Like hold worry. on, time out.
0: Hold on. What's athletically arrogant. Let's break this down.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> D I like, I like to call DJ swing athletically arrogant because he's, do, he's making a move on the ball that like seems impossible. Like, it's just like the, like you just watch his swing and you're like, wow, that is, that's arrogant that he thinks he can do that, but he just does it. And it's like, it's 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 just his swing just seems impossible like if if you and I went out and tried to do it we'd like break our wrists is that like uh
0: the equivalent of seeing uh Giannis or Chris Stapps or one of the new NBA unicorns just like break somebody down off the dribble from the three-point line drive to the hoop and dunk it
1: yeah it's it's the same thing as like as Giannis like pulling up Like like putting like cradling the ball like outside the three point line and like going for the rim because you're like what are you doing (laughs) and then he and then he dunks without having dribbled inside the three point line you're like wow okay like I can't do that
0: yeah he well he didn't travel so yeah yeah exactly (laughs) Uh, Um, and that's Dustin because there's something about his swing that even he he doesn't say it you're saying is kind of like a yeah you can't do this
1: yeah. Exactly, his swing, his swing screams. You will never be the number one player in the world. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> but with Spieth, like it's different. Like he, his swing is not that pretty. He doesn't do anything that just blows you away. But then all of a sudden, you're like, wow, he's got nine wins at the age of twenty three. Wow, he wins twice every year, just just year in and year out. Wow, this guy's unbelievable, and he's unbelievably consistent. And so he'll pop up at the BMW or the John Deere or whatever at the end of the year and win again and you're like, Huh, another two one year. Guess he's just gonna keep pounding those out. Um Well and like and you we, said
0: before, he he stacks his schedule. He plays a busy there are a lot of starts there.
1: Yeah, yeah, he does. And but we just forget about him in the in between, which is it's I don't know, it's weird. And so he'll win again at the end of this year and people will, you know, oh speed's back. And like, okay. Well, whatever. Like Maybe we just should give it more than three weeks before we start freaking out again. People
0: are bamboozled by these two missed <laughs> cuts. Uh, what? Right, so you mentioned his—he uh, statistically speaking, uh, approach shots are looking good. I. What do you? What I had him and may, this is again like the another good example of, you know, I guess me playing the uh, Dumbo. You know what's what's kind of been the storylines that have been fed. I had him as the uh, as the the silent assassin from like ten to twenty feet on the green, and that was where he sort of made up for the the shots that he would spray into the woods off the tee, or the times that he'd be screaming at the ball, or you know like <laughs> the the absolutely you know awesome over the top reactions that from the tee in the fairway. Then all of a sudden it's it's these long lag putts where he ends up making up for it.
1: Well, that, that was true. I think more so like last year, he was not getting his approach shots. I think he was 90th or 89th on the PGA tour and strokes gained on approach shots. And he's, I think he is, I think if you ask any tour pro, he's probably the best long putter out there. Like he just, his misses from 40 feet are so good. And his misses from 55 feet are, are really good. Um, let's see from, Good from... miss, by the
0: way, good miss sounds like a good loss, but I understand what you're saying. This isn't, yes. this isn't the college football playoff selection committee where we're looking for good <laughs> losses from the top teams, but I know what you mean. Like he's on one side of the green and guess what? His second putt's going to be a tap in something easy because his miss was so good.
1: So there, there's an analytics company called the 15th club. Um, and, and my friend, uh, Jake Nichols is is part of that part of the 15th Club, and they consult with different players. Like I think they have Danny Willett and maybe Lee Westwood and some other guys. And one of their one of their stats that they kind of push out there is how many times did a player's putt get to the hole? So like obviously, if your putt doesn't get to the hole, it can't go in, right? Right. But if it gets there, it goes past it. It has a chance to go in. And I, I, I believe I don't want to misstate this, and I don't remember what the time period was, but they basically came up with this stat and said Jordan Spieth is the best putter or the best golfer at getting the ball to the hole, uh, from a certain distance. So he gives himself, uh, on, on the greens anyway, the most opportunities for the ball to go in. Now, does that mean he's the best putter on tour? No, but I, I think it's, I think it's a pretty interesting stat from 15 to 20 feet, by the way, he is 75th on tour. Not in, great. In makes no, not great. But, um, Again, with him, it's not necessarily about the makes from from a long distance. It's about uh, it's about not three putting and it's about leaving yourself three feet instead of eight feet when you're when you have a 70 foot putt.
0: Yeah. Well, Jordan Spieth uh, knows that you need to have a good team. Uh, Michael Greller, of course, uh, his caddy, and he's got his full staff there. And just like a golfer needs to have a good team, finding great talent for your business is no different. You simply cannot find the best candidates by posting your job to one site. You need to post your job on all all of the top job sites, and you can do it right now, really easily, with ZipRecruiter. At ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites with one click. Then, with their powerful technology, it efficiently matches the right people to your position. See, that's why is different. See, unlike these other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't spend on, they doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. In fact, over 80% of the jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. And right now our first cut listeners can start forming their own winning team. You can have your own Michael Greller, your own good physio, and you can do it on ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash I on golf. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash I, E-Y-E on golf. Try it for free today. ZipRecruiter.com slash I on golf. I'm excited about uh, the Dean and DeLuca at Colonial because it is, as you mentioned earlier, a, a shorter course, um, one that is going to, because of its history, because of its breakdown, it, it is going to sort of open things up. I'm curious, what do you think we're going to see from your boy, Siwoo Kim, making his first start <laughs> since winning the players?
1: I mean, if Siwoo goes back to back, that would be, uh, we got to start the player of the year talk. Um, I mean, do, do, would we? I, I mean, I think so. Player, <laughs> players' Championship in in the uh, Dean and DeLuca, the the Colonial, uh, as as I still want to call it. Um, I, I don't know. You know, it, it, he missed what was it? Five straight cuts going into the, the players, players. Yep. Just like Billy Horschel last week had missed four straight cuts going into the Byron Nelson. So, with somebody like that who can who can hit the highest high, but also has these kind of low lows for a, a month or so at a time, I think it's hard to predict. What what that person is going to do in their next outing? I I would I would see who's a ball is a is a great ball striker. Obviously, that's what I was thinking.
0: I was like, ooh, good ball striking. If he can if he can get it rolling again, this could be a spot. Not necessarily. I mean, I don't know if we're going back to back, but I would say, like in terms of his place, I think he makes the cut. And I would say he's his finish is over under twenty four
1: point five. Yeah, I would I would take the. Uh, it's hard because like, okay, so he skips the Byron Nelson last week because of his back. Like how serious is the back? He's stretching it out at the players. Like, is that going to be a thing this week? I guess I'd go over that just because of the four or the five straight miscuts going into the players. But, um, I, I do think he makes the cut just because of the way this course is set up. And, um, sure. I mean, he could win. I mean, it would be kind of crazy, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I I'm in on Siwoo Kim. I think he's gonna have a good career.
0: Um, the this is also a spot where we're gonna get John Rahm back in the action, mm-hmm. uh, kind of you know out of the headlines for a little bit. I feel like we haven't been talking about. I mean, obviously he's you know he's got to play for us to talk about him uh, because we try and be pertinent to the uh, the <laughs> tournaments of the week. Is this a spot where you think he's gonna be able to uh, to, to to grab a hold of what would be uh, a great career building block. I mean, I, I think winning at colonial is, uh, is, is one of those spots where the rest of the golf world's like, Ooh, okay. Like everyone's tuning in to see Sunday at this tournament.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you went at colonial on Tory pines in your, in your first year, well, I guess this isn't his first year, but um, in your f- first full year on the PJ tour, that, that's, that's not a joke, especially at the age of 22. So, Um, and, and I think he's so interesting because the way he hit, he obviously hits it forever. I mean, he's up there with the Rory's and the DJ's and the Jason days, but he also hits. And, and this is similar to day and Rory, like he hits the highest irons you've ever seen. Like he hits it so high. Um, but he can also, he can work it a little bit both ways. And I mean, it does seem like in terms of he, he's just such a great mix of power and uh, ability to to golf his ball, as they say. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, Colonial. It doesn't like marrying John Rahm and Colonial. Like just off the top of my head, doesn't seem like the perfect fit. But I, I mean, I again, like he's. I don't think he's missed a cut since he turned. Uh, pro, so I, I would be surprised if it started here
0: when you're looking at the field is this uh is this the kind, is this in a field that wows you like have you Have you made your official Kyle Porter? By the way, I've had three people in the last two weeks uh go out of their way to tell me that your uh previews and expert picks are like one hundred percent their go to industry standard uh for making fantasy golf picks.
1: Wow. I, that's amazing. I, uh, our friend and editor, Adam Silverstein, uh, always makes fun of me for never being able to pick a winner. So maybe we <laughs> should t- talk to him about that. But like just
0: good, concise, you know, the previous, the previous winners, the course, a couple of, a uh, couple tidbits here and there. You do a good job here. I, oh, thank I, I, you. I wanted to pass that along. So what's, what, that. what's your field grade here?
1: Um I, I haven't I haven't put together the preview yet uh at the time of of taping this. Oh yeah, we're taping uh, but, this on Tuesday. I'm but sorry but in glancing over it, I I think it's around a B. It, it's a good feel. You know, Phil's Phil Mickelson's playing it for the first time since I believe 2010. Um Tony Finau, Zach Johnson, Jason Duffner, Sergio's playing, Rom speeth. I mean, it, it's solid. It's not I wouldn't call it like a star studded field, but it's not uh, it's not like a week after a major type field where nobody shows up. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's a B and and uh, I, I'm excited because a lot of those guys, Sergio Spieth, uh Paul Casey's in it, Kevin Kisner, like uh, these are all guys that in terms of their ball striking, they can, uh, they're just so good at, at being able to, to find angles and, and to work the ball both ways. And and that's so much fun to watch on a course like colonial
0: Got Paul, Paul Casey, Kevin Kisner, the breakthrough special. Can we get them in a, can we, <laughs> can we get these two in a pairing on Sunday and just see yes, who's finally going to take the step forward? Um, I'm, I tell you what, I'm looking at this as a, a really interesting spot for Jason Duffner, eight top 25 finishes this season, tied for six here last year runner up in 2012 and 2014 like the you know we we've talked about jason duffner sometimes being uh, being in that uh the the one-time major winner bucket but this is is this a season where you feel like he's he's really starting to uh to get some good stuff going you're blowing
1: up my spot here you're stealing my pick um. is that your
0: sleeper or your winner
1: now that's my winner oh nice
0: well good i mean let's let's talk about your winner jason duffner
1: yeah he's just he's been playing um just super consistently so far this year and, and he always plays well at colonial this is his ninth appearance uh he's got three top tens um eight top 25s uh is that right it was eight top 25 finishes in this season Oh, eight oh, OK. Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: that was yeah. like that was just like you you look at his season and you're like, man, I haven't seen Jason Duffner playing for the win on Sunday. But, man, he's been, you know, he's he's been finding his way uh towards made cuts and high finishes on the leaderboard.
1: Yeah, I mean, really, the only real chance I think he had to win so far this year was at uh, RBC Heritage. Um, he was in one of the final uh, three or four groups there. But. Again, that course is, is a course very much like Colonial. It's short, um, you know, you don't have to be forever uh, off the tee. His stats so far this year are not uh, not great, although he's been putting surprisingly well. He's 35th in the PGA Tour in putting right now, 129th around the green. So uh, not good there, but he, he just – he seems like he is um, – kind of kind of finding his way again it 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 felt like he was just kind of like wandering around for a while no absolutely I agree with you he he seems a lot more it seems like every weekend when I'm watching golf maybe he's not in the final group but he's at least up there he's contending I think he I think he was up there a little bit at Wells Fargo if I'm not mistaken but uh, he's had a ton of success a really good history at Colonial uh, finishing the top 15 last week at the Byron Nelson on a course that I would say doesn't really suit him all that well. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm picking him to win. Uh, I I can't remember what his odds are. I've got him right here. It, it, it 25 to one. So it's not he's not like a deep sleeper or anything. But uh, I've got him to win this week. Oh, all right. So who's your top ten lock? Uh, my top ten lock, we already talked about, is Spieth. Uh, he's not missed a cut here, uh, finished runner up in 2015 to Chris Kirk and then, uh, won it last year. Uh, again, scoring average 67.3. So he's, he's, uh, he likes this course and I like him to finish in the top 10. Who's your sleeper? Um, my sleeper is, well, does Siwoo Kim count? 50 to one. Yeah, I think so. Where's Zach Johnson at on the odds? Zach Johnson is 33 to one. I'll go. You know who I'll go with with my sleeper? Um, Graham McDowell.
0: Ooh, he has. He's been uh, he's been playing all right recently.
1: Yeah, he's been playing well and and he's 75 to one to win here. This is he's another guy. I, I see him and Duffner kind of the same in terms of the way they hit the ball they're not guys that are super, super long. Um, they both want a major championship. It, it, it just, I don't know. They strike me as being, uh, somewhat similar. So I will, uh, I'll take him as, as my sleeper at 70, 75 to one is a pretty good number for Graham McDowell.
0: Um, where's Kuchar at? That's another player that I've got on my watch list for this weekend.
1: Kuchar's 25 to one. That's not a great number for him.
0: No, that's not, <laughs> man. Why did, why are these odds make, it's like these odds makers are good at making money, you know? <laughs> <laughs> they're just they're giving these numbers to players like where i'm like ah man you know if if yeah. i could if i could catch cooch at 50 to 1 i would uh because he's been he's been sitting out here uh with a pretty good season so far but i i don't know if this is uh i mean shot making uh and shorter course like things could come together for him but he also posts like one really really big number a weekend
1: yeah he's just i just never like go into a tournament thinking you know he's gonna win this week, mac future's <laughs> Kutcher. gonna freaking win this tournament, <laughs> you know like yeah, like obviously he's had a tremendous career he's won i think i think he's got nine wins he's got the same same number as as Speeth, although he's almost twenty years older uh fifteen years older um but yeah, I just never. Of course, he could win again and probably will, but I just never go into a week thinking, God, Matt is going to get it done this week.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think Zach Johnson's going to get it done either.
1: Zach Johnson, can we talk about his career, by the yeah, way? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 12 or 13 wins, St. Andrews, Augusta, two majors. I mean, one of the more underrated careers in, in recent PGA Tour history, I think. Better better career, Zach Johnson or Jim Furyk?
0: By uh oh uh Zach Johnson so
1: far? Yeah, so far.
0: Yeah. I th- and I think I think Zach Johnson um is gonna be so, Zach Johnson can be a play. Is Zach like mid
1: forties? Uh Zach Johnson is forty one. Forty one. Yeah, I th- I think Zach Johnson
0: uh could have I would set it at three point five more wins.
1: Ooh, I'd go under. Ooh, would you take it at two point five? Like I, I think he could get three more wins. I think Zach Johnson wins one or two more times.
0: Hmm. And it's with with like the perfect setup. Or do you think he gets yeah. another major?
1: I mean, he's probably going to win. Like they're probably going to rename the John Deere the Zach Johnson. <laughs> oh, one.
0: I forgot he works that one. <laughs>
1: Uh, by the way, Jim Furyk's got seventeen career wins, including a U.S. Open. Four lot of wins.
0: I'm, I'm a, I don't know about that Jim Furick swing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm sorry. Like, like you talk, you talk about being, uh, being turned off uh, by like the smallest thing. Zach Johnson, better career, way easier to watch. <laughs> I love Jim Furick though. Is is Furyk from Wisconsin? Is he gonna be like the Aaron Hills host?
1: No, Furek is from Stricker. Pennsylvania, I think. Stricker
0: is from Wisconsin.
1: Yeah, Stricker is from Wisconsin. He uh, applied for an exemption from the USGA because of that. Uh, was denied. It, the Whoa. USGA just, just gave him the Heisman. Wow. Said, no, sir. Wow. Uh, so Stricker's is going to tr- have to qualify via – I think he's in sectional qualifying. A lot of those guys playing the uh, – the Memphis, there. I think there's a Memphis qualifier the day after the St. Jude, uh, and then also there's an Ohio, like a Columbus qualifier. So he he's in one of those. Um, but uh, yeah, getting the Heisman from the USGA. Disrespectful, so yeah, disrespectful. I mean, he's, he's never won a major though. Like, like but, maybe, but that's maybe, the maybe opposite. Should,
0: that's the opposite side of the swing world. Like Jim Furyk <laughs> can't watch swing. Steve Stricker could watch like super cuts of his swing all day.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Two two future, uh, probably two future Ryder Cup captains too.
0: Yeah. Who? Do, uh, so who's, so Jim Furyk, uh, Jim Furyk has had, who else would you say in the conversation? Cause I do think Zach Johnson's had a better career than Jim Furyk. Where does Jim Furyk fall uh, in that sort of big bucket?
1: Uh, what do you mean? Like, compared to other guys of his generation? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like, I mean, we look at, uh, so, so, uh, Mickelson's got 42 wins. VJ has 34. Yeah. VJ's got 34. Uh, Jim Furyk's at 17. Ernie Els had, has 19. DJ's already got 15, which is crazy. Um, Fred couples had fifteen, Marco Mira had sixteen, Nick Price had eighteen.
0: Oh, Marco Mira. Jim Fury yeah. is like a, the next Marco Mira.
1: The next Marco Mira. Marco Mira won uh, two two he won the Masters, won two majors.
0: Man, that that Masters win was wasn't it right after Tiger two?
1: Yeah, it was ninety eight. Tiger and put the jacket on him. I just All I we talked why.
0: about was like, Oh look, it's Tiger's buddy. <laughs> I just didn't feel like Mark O'Meara was standing on his own at the time. I was young. I, I mean, I was full, full, full disclosure here. I was young, but and I was obsessed with Tiger. But that might have just been my 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 uh, short sighted, younger, snobby little snot nosed opinion.
1: I don't know why we're talking about Jim Furyk. I just feel like he, I feel like he's had an underrated, really good career. Uh, DJ, by the way, tied with. Fred Couples and Corey Pavin uh, for 57th all-time in PGA Tour wins, and he's 32 years old.
0: How many more wins this season? Have we done that over/under yet?
1: DJ? Yeah. Uh, is it? Are you on one and a half as the as the over/under? I think I think he definitely gets two more wins. Uh man, five in a season is so many. I'll go under on two more for DJ.
0: But you think he definitely gets one more win?
1: Yeah, definitely gets one more.
0: Awesome. All right, well, be sure you follow Kyle. He will be there at Colonial Country Club for the Dean and DeLuca. Make sure that you check out all the expert picks on cbssports.com. Follow him at Kyle Porter, CBS. Kyle, thanks so much, man. Have fun out there. We'll link up next week to review.
1: Absolutely, Chip. Enjoy the rest of your vacation. Thanks.